0: Welcome to today's Spirit and Truth Worship Center podcast. My name is Sharea Brown, and it is a pleasure to be back with you today for another awesome session in the Word. Today's podcast is entitled, What Kind of Seed Are You? And I'm drawing today from Matthew 13, the New Living Translation, and this is the parable of the farmer scattering seed in which Jesus is sharing a story with us that has a deeper meaning. I'm going to jump right in, so if you want to turn there in your Bibles to Matthew 13. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I'm skipping down now to verse 18, where Jesus says, "Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds." The seeds that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. I love this story so much, and I, I truly appreciate that Jesus shared his thoughts and ideas in a way that were understandable to the people of that time and to us here today. And I really, for all of those story lovers out there, I enjoy the parables which paint a picture in our minds and help us to understand the depths of the human heart and obstacles we may face in the form of the lens of a story. So today, I want us to ask the question, what kind of seed are we right now? How are we being receptive to God's word? One interesting thing that happened um, in our last prayer night, prayer meeting night at STWC, is that I had been really feeling unwell. I had had migraines, which is very unusual for me, and my body had been achy, and at the end of our prayer night, we all came to the front, and they were praying um, for those who needed healing, any kind of touch from God, and immediately, I kind of discounted my pain, because I thought there are many here with, you know, far greater physical needs and they needed God to heal them in great ways and what was my little migraine but I pushed that thought aside and I began to pray that God would remove the pain of my body and the migraines that had been really uh, overwhelming my day-to-day task at work and immediately I felt a relief it was amazing immediately my entire body Um, All that achiness went away. The migraine that I had come to the prayer night with was gone. And I was shocked, to be honest with you. And I thought, okay, wait, am I really feeling better right now? Because I think that I am. And as I returned to my seat, my entire body felt better. And God healed me in that very moment. And it was almost unbelievable because it was so simple, so quick, so powerfully... um, changing in that moment. The the whole feeling in my body completely, all that tension went away. And I think of this beginning part of the seed that talks about whenever we have a word given to us or God moves, but then that gets snatched away, right? With doubt or unbelief or something that the enemy might say to us. And even as seasoned believers, this can happen to us. We can go through the motions of coming to church or proclaiming what we believe and not truly letting that seed get planted in our hearts. So sometimes it's snatched away that victory that that belief that we leave feeling victorious on Sunday and then Monday comes and that hope or that joy gets snatched away again. So I want to encourage all of us today, if you are a new believer or if you're a seasoned believer, to contain that joy, to contain that belief, that victory that we are given by God to us and not allow that to be snatched away from us. The parable continues to talk about the seed that is planted on rocky soil, which represents those who immediately hear the message and receive it with joy, but because they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. So my question to you today is, how deep are your roots? If you call Spirit and Truth Worship Center your home, uh, my question would be, how deeply rooted are you in that body of believers? Are you connected with other believers in your church? Are you serving? Are you pouring back out what has been given to you, right? And this applies to believers all over because we are called to gather to be together as a body of Christ, not as an independent separate entity, but as a body. And oftentimes it can be discouraging to see those who receive God's word with joy and they're doing so amazing and it looks like they've really uh, latched on to what God is calling them to be and to do. And then all of a sudden they disappear and we wonder what happened to them. They, they were so connected. God was moving on them. They were growing. They were doing great, but they never created roots They never latched on to the deep purpose that God had for them. They never got invested into the word of God, into carving out their own convictions and beliefs. Maybe their their joy and their excitement was connected to the people or to the worship experience, but it wasn't rooted in God's word and conviction and absolutes. So we have to be very aware of this as believers. We have to be rooted. We have to have absolutes in our lives that nothing can take away. Nothing can shake so that we can grow into all God's calling us to be. And the Bible continues to talk about the seed that fell among the thorns and represents those who are hearing God's word, but they are too quickly crowded out by the worries and the lures that life offers. And so they don't produce any fruit. And unfortunately, I feel like this is a a description of Americans today in American culture. And we have to be very cognizant as American Christians that we don't only hear God's word and receive it, but we protect it because oftentimes worries can flood in, doubt can flood in. Um, The Bible is talking about the lure of wealth, right? Our jobs really call for us. It tries to lure us and pull us in and promise us a prosperous future. Or it confuses us into thinking that what we're doing is maybe for our family's benefit or for our benefit. And we're going to create a better life for ourselves. But that's all a, a lie from the enemy. Because if we gain the whole world and lose our soul, what have we gained? So we have to be careful that whenever the word of God is given to us, we protect it. We do not allow it to get crowded out by the thorns of this world that causes confusion, distractions, tries to pull us away to the point where we no longer produce fruit. If you know me, you know that I am so passionate about the thought that only what we do for the kingdom will last So that we have to continually ask ourselves, where is our fruit as Christians? If we call ourselves believers, but we don't bear fruit, are we truly believers? And the Bible will tell us, no, we're not. We have to be bearing fruit. We have to be alive and well in Christ, not in our flesh, but in Christ. And we have to constantly be producing spiritual fruit. Love, patience, kindness, right? These are all fruits of the Spirit. However, our lives should also show a reflection of the difference that Jesus has made in our speech, in our deeds, in our priorities. Are we attending church together? Are we gathering? Are we keeping the Sabbath day holy? Or is it another day of the week that can easily be bought or sold depending on our schedules? Lastly, This parable explains the seed that fell on good soil, right? This is the seed that we are all trying to be our lives. We're trying to be the seed that is on good soil, which represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. And to me, The beauty of what this verse is saying is that if we are truly the seed that is in good soil, right? We are connected. We are planted. We are rooted in God and his word. Then you will see the fruit of that. You will see something beautiful come from that commitment, come from those roots. You will see something happen when you sacrifice maybe that promotion or maybe that move that you thought would Would benefit you in this world but maybe you would sacrifice something spiritually you will see fruit when you abstain from partaking in certain things that the world may deem as exciting or or fun or even necessary but you have a conviction and so you hold true to that you will see fruit God will bless you God will prosper you for being rooted God will prosper you for making those commitments God will prosper you for deciding to abstain from things that are not a part of his will for your life. And when we commit, when we are planted, when we are rooted in good soil, when we are doing our best to be Christ-like, we will see a harvest. And that harvest can come in the form of whatever your prayer request has been. If you are praying to see something happen, a miracle to happen in your life, God will show that in the harvest. And I also believe that that harvest includes those around us, that when we are rooted, we bring people with us on this journey. We lift others. We encourage others. We will see others be blessed because we are planted. We are rooted. And God is going to bring forth a great harvest, not only in your life, but in the lives that you touch. So I hope that this parable today encourages you. I hope it's thought-provoking, and I hope we take time to say, God, what kind of seed is planted inside of me? And you know what? If you're hearing this today, you still have breath in your lungs. It's a new day. You have the ability to make a choice, to make a change. If you've been someone who has been disconnected maybe and crowded out by the worries of life or the lures of life and you're not bearing fruit guess what there is time for you still to become rooted and planted and bear fruit If you're somebody who has lost your joy and zeal, and maybe when you first received the word of God, you were excited about it, and now you have kind of ho-hummed out, don't worry. There is time for you today to receive that joy again. Get rooted in the word of God. Go back to what he said. Go back to his words. There is nothing like it. There is power in the word of God. I'm going to pray over us today. Thank you, Jesus for this word. Thank you for this story that is so powerful. And I pray that you would help us to examine our hearts today, God. And I pray that you would root your believers. Help us to be rooted and connected and unwavering in our love for you in our desires to be used by you and also in our knowledge of your word. Your word is powerful. Your word gives strength. Your word gives life. So help us to remove our own thoughts, our own motives and the clamor and noise of this world and help us to be rooted in you and what you say that we are and who you are calling us to be and what your word says is truth and we give you all the praise and I believe that you're going to raise up a harvest and a beautiful production of fruit from your people and I know that we are willing and we are waiting for you to do a work in us and you will do that work we give you all the praise in advance in Jesus name we pray amen